Chapter 25 of Stormy, Misty's Foal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stormy, Misty's Foal by Marguerite Henry. The Last Scene. It was afternoon before Misty and Stormy were loaded into the truck for the long drive home. All the way, Grandpa and the children sat in quiet contentment, too full for words. They rode in silence, each one tasting his own memories of the performance, each one filled to the brim with deep, almost spiritual happiness. The pine trees were throwing long shadows, and the sun was slipping into Chincoteague Bay when they arrived back at Pony Ranch. Grandma came hurrying out to meet them, her eyes asking a dozen questions. She waited expectantly for the news, but all she got was a, Hi, Grandma. It was great. Grandma buttoned her sweater against the evening breeze and sat down to watch the unloading. No use pressing now, else I'll only get half the story, she told herself. Unless the ponies come first. I'll bide my time. Nanny shouldered up to her, butting very gently. Unconsciously, Grandma tucked her skirt out of Nanny's reach. Then she settled herself to watch and wait. Grandpa and the children were like actors working in pantomime. Each one knew exactly what to do. Paul lowered the tailgate of the truck and led Misty down to the fence. Grandpa picked up Stormy, carried her out, and set her beside Misty. Maureen took off Stormy's halter. Then she and Paul quickly went around to the gate to let the bars down but before even the top one was lowered, Misty did something she had done only as a yearling. From a standing start, she leaped nimbly over the bars and landed inside. Then she turned around as if wondering what to do about her youngster. Stormy let out a frightened squeal, then with head and tail low, she scrambled under the bars and found her mother. The twilight quiet ended in a crash of noise. A gaggle of geese rose in a honking cloud, the peacock let out a hair-chilling scream. Skipper yelped. The goats blatted. Even Grandpa swelled the racket. By thunder, he boomed. Twas quieter in that there movie house with a thousand kids screeching. In the midst of all the confusion, Misty let Stormy nurse, but only for a matter of seconds. After the long hours of being a sedate mother, she suddenly had to be a wild pony again. She took off down the pasture in a quick streaking run, Stormy hopping along behind. Look at that little tight go, Paul exclaimed. Maureen cried out in sudden alarm as Misty began crow hopping, twisting, swerving, kicking at the sky. Stormy will get hurt, she screamed. But Stormy was trying out a little kicks of her own, kiting away, falling to her knees, picking herself up, yet always keeping out of reach. She knows just how far to stay away, Paul laughed proudly. Why, they're brimful of spirit after all the doings, Grandma exclaimed. Wished I felt like that. I feel spry as a hoppergrass, Grandpa boasted. So do I, Maureen said. I don't, Paul declared. I feel better and bigger and wilder. How do you mean, Paul? Grandma asked. He pointed a finger to the darkening sky. See that gull way up yonder heading into a cloud? Uh, hmm. Well, 
I can fly up there right alongside him. Grandma took off her spectacles to study the white soaring wings, tipped with the last gold of the sun. You can? She smiled at him in pleased wonder. Even without wings? Paul nodded, embarrassed, not knowing how to explain. There was a strained silence. At last he spoke in a hushed voice. Grandma, today in the theater I felt and knew things I never knew before. Grandpa put an arm around Paul and another around Maureen. I know just what he means, Heidi. And I don't think no one, not their teacher, nor the postmaster, and maybe not even preacher Britain, could really put it into words. Heidi, to those city kids in Richmond, today was like a fairy story come to life. It meant something real to them. And you'd have thought Misty and Stormy were born actors, the way they played their parts. He sighed in deep satisfaction. For once, everything come out just exactly perfect. And for once in my lifetime, I'm too happy to eat. Misty and Stormy seemed to feel the same way. Their kicking and cavorting done, they turned tail on their friends and walked down the meadowland toward their pine grove by the sea. It was like the end of a play, their walking off, slow-footed and contented side by side. Without benefit of words, they were playing the last scene. It was good to be out under the big sky, and good to breathe in the fresh, clean air. And how cool the marshy turf felt to their feet. Home was a good place to be. End of chapter 25